Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? And welcome to today's podcast episode where we will be discussing the theory that plants are living conscious beings. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm all right. How you doing, love? All right. So um, for many years, plants have been viewed as passive organisms that merely respond to their environment without any intention or consciousness. However... Recent research suggests that plants may be far more complex than we previously thought. In this episode, we'll be exploring the fascinating theories that suggest plants are living conscious beings, which communicate with others, plants, and ways that we have yet to fully understand. So, theories of plant consciousness. Plants move in a deliberate way. They don't merely move randomly. Plants move to gather important information about their surroundings, react appropriately, and send this information to neighboring plants in an understandable way. Over the past few decades, scientists and researchers have been exploring the possibility that plants are conscious beings. Some theories suggest that plants possess a form of intelligence that allows them to solve problems and make decisions. Other theories propose that plants have a sense of self and are aware of their surroundings, like the Venus flytrap and many other carnivorous plants. Some plants are eaten by bugs. They eat the bugs themselves. Nearly 700 species of carnivores, I know I'm sorry, butchering that, Can, carnivorous, there we go, carnivorous plants live throughout uh, the world. Some researchers have even suggested that plants may have emotions and experience sensations such as pain and pleasure. While scientists are not in complete agreement on whether plants feel pain, The simple answer to the question is no. As explained by plant biologist Dr. Elizabeth Van Valkenburg, all living organisms perceive and respond to painful touch. But plants do not perceive or feel pain the same way that animals do because they lack a nervous system and brain. So, um, quick tangents. I heard that um, you ever go around like some really fresh grass that's been cut mm-hmm. and you notice the smell. Mm-hmm. I think um, I read somewhere that the smell, um, grass creates that smell to one other grass that they're being cut. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, communication among plants. Another fascinating, fascinating theory is that plants communicate with each other in ways that we have yet to fully understand. Plants use chemical signals such as 
pheromones and hormones to communicate with, with each other and with other organisms. So what you were just talking right, about. Right. <laughs> These chemical signals can convey information about the presence of predators, the availability of resources, and the other important factors. Trees, believe it or not, share water and nutrients through the networks and also use them to communicate. They send distress signals about drought and disease. For example, insect attacks and other trees alter their behavior when they receive messages that something is happening or about to occur. And interesting. Some researchers have suggested that plants may even use sound and vibrations to communicate with each other and that they may have their own unique languages. And within that space, they call it mycorrhizal networks. Wow. Mycorrhizal networks. Interesting. Have you ever wondered if there's any truth to the theory that playing music for plants help them grow? How do they hear? Interesting. While there have been studies conducted that suggest that plants do indeed respond well to music, the truth of the matter is still up in the air. That being said, the evidence that supports the idea is very compelling. The best scientific theory as to how music helps plant grow is through how the vibration of sound waves affect the plant. Plant transports nutrients, proteins, and organelles in their fluids through a process called cytoplasmic streaming. The vibration of certain types of music and sound may help stimulate this process. In nature, the plants may grow advantageously around bird songs or areas with strong breezes. Implications for understanding the life of plants. Um, The idea that plants are conscious beings that communicate with each other has profound implications for our understanding of life and the natural world. It challenges our assumptions about the boundaries between the living and the non-living things and raises questions about the nature of consciousness. If plants are indeed conscious beings, then what does that mean for the way we interact with them and the natural world as a whole? In addition to communication, it is said that trees are not only able to adapt quickly to new conditions, but can even pass on the memory of such environmental changes to the next generation. This is amazing. The ability has been proved, uh, proven for the first time by researchers at the Swiss, Swiss Federal Institute in Forest Snow and Landscape Research, WSO. The findings provide hope that trees will be better at adapting to climate change than was originally feared. Interesting. So before we get to the conclusions, what um, what about that? Like, what, out of that whole thing, what's like the most interesting fact? The very last point that you had shared that trees or plants have the ability of 
retaining memory and sharing that information with trees that haven't fully developed yet or that are developing or that are close to them. Right. Because it it's telling you that it adapts to the environment that the tree is living in. Just how, I guess, humans adapt to how yeah. the situations that we're living in I mean, over time. It only makes sense, you know, plants are literally the oldest living organisms on the planet they've been here since you know the planet was very young so the idea that they can communicate with each other or communicate with us we have this uh, symbiotic relationship we breathe out co2 they collect it and make oxygen which in return gives us you know helps us breathe so it makes sense that they are intelligent in some type of way. I agree. And I'm quite interested to learn how the research of plants evolves for the future. Because what if there's some discovery that they actually do feel pain, even mm -hmm. though they may not have a physical brain in place or nerves? Like maybe there's information that we are not aware of yet mm -hmm. that can give us more insight on how a plant is the way that it that it is. So if they did present the organism, so if they did present this information as such, would um, a lot of florists be out of jobs? <laughs> a lot of bloggers, and you know. Um, I doubt it. I think that we will always use as humans things that are around us, mm. even if it's like overboard. Because I do know that there's a lot of trees that are cut for us to have certain things that we enjoy. Yeah. Chairs, tables, paper. Christmas trees. Exactly. However, I don't think that we will stop using those things. Yeah. But it's interesting to learn how trees evolve in our future as we know that climate change is rapidly moving forward and mm -hmm. we're not really doing anything to slow that progression. Yeah. I think grass and trees and plants of all different sorts have been trying to take us out for a long time because every springtime <laughs> that pollen comes out and hits you in the face, ca cars covered, you walk in and you're getting pollen all in your lungs. Like a lot of people have problems with allergies, you know. Most definitely. My theory with that is the amount of exchange during I don't know, years ago when some people would bring plants from a different country and, you know, try to plant it here for aesthetic purposes, but it kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah. The routine of how indigenous American plants grow. A lot of us are not indigenous. To the exactly. We also <laughs> don't belong. A lot of us don't originally belong here, but we ended up evolving yeah. into this space. But maybe... uh one of the side effects of not being in your native space is allergies. Yeah, it's allergies. I don't know. It's 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 very. I, this this whole thing is intriguing. I was um, wa watching this um, I think it was like an Instagram reel or some type of TikTok reel when um there was like a whole bunch of plants next to the window, and they sped up the video so when the sun came out the plants came alive and they were moving and this that and the third and when the sun 
went down or when the sound was like leaving. To also let us sleep. They would they would go dormant. <laughs> they wouldn't move at all. You know, so it's very interesting to think about what is consciousness. You know, they they eat, they drink, um, they move, you know, they might not be making like buildings and cars and all this stuff and sounds that we do but they might be making sounds that our human ears can't pick up or comprehend absolutely um that reminds me of another study that was done of plants where um the researchers would speak to plants Mm. one side of the research would speak to the plants in a positive manner then the other side would do it negatively. And the re- outcome was that the plant that was just like, you know, they would say good morning and kind of just say positive affirmations to it would flourish. And then the opposite one yeah. wasn't really developing as well. It would grow, but it did not really become as like vibrant or colorful or as like, I don't know, more lively or more, I guess, what is the word? Uh, I don't know. Just a lot. Full of life. You know, just colorful. So, no, like the other plant just did not have the same characteristics or appearance as the other one because it was just fed negativity. Whereas the other one that was fed positivity looked more healthy. It looked vibrant, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, there was a, a similar study um, that I've seen with music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a plant that was growing on one side of the laboratory and they were playing like classical music and uplifting music and, you know, very, very good vibrational things. But on the other side of the laboratory in a controlled environment, they were playing like um, this heavy metal, heavy, you know, like music. And... Same results, the classical music, the the plant was more vibrant and lively, but the other plant, surprisingly, um, it grew, but it was, it was like, it was matching. It had some rough edges. It was matching the frequency of the music, so it was more crooked and, mm-hmm. and, and, and shaped a lot different, you know what I mean? So it's very interesting. Frequencies is crazy, man. Frequencies is really crazy. So... Does that confirm that it, um, you do not need a brain in order to be conscious? Mm. Because what makes a plant a loving thing? Who says they don't have a brain? Right, exactly. That's a good question. <laughs> we may not be able to scientifically prove that it has a brain yet. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Because when you look at... um like a a single brain cell or a single thought, it kind of branches out like roots of a plant reaching for a connection to another um, brain cell. What if the roots of a plant is the brain? That's a great theory because also that's where you embedded the seed, right? In the soil. Mm-hmm. But that seed 
it's it's almost developing like a person, like a tree develops like a person, a plant develops like a person. We all start off as an egg, then we kind of sprout into something else, and then it grows, you know? So I'm like, it could be that, right? It could be that the extension is the evidence that it's there, but within the soil lives like what it needs to function. That's that's what it is. A lot of our ancestors um, created like religions off of just observing life and the balance of life and how it all connects to us. And certain times of the year, you're supposed to plant the seed and then, you know, nurture it and, and, and grow it. It grows. Right there. So- I think, what's it called? Like the equinox or something like that? I don't know. But um, yeah, they they equated that dropping that seed in that soil, you know, seed or semen on into an egg, mm-hmm. you know, a woman, which would, be, which would be the soil, and then it grows, and, you know. Um, we are very similar to plants, you know, especially people who, um, they say we need vitamin D comes from the sun. You know what I mean? Plants get their energy from the sun. They say we we need water, you know, in order to live. Plants need water in order to live, you know? Um, a lot of our hair grows, you know, like, like a bush or a tree, you know, and it kind of defies gravity real similar in um, the way plants grow, you know? Um, I find it very interesting, too, that um, there are certain plants out there who um, evolved uh, certain defenses so they wouldn't get eaten, like uh, cactus. They have spikes all over so they wouldn't get eaten by, you know, different critters in there, stuff like that. Or um, we were talking about the Venus flytrap, how it evolved into um, eating bugs and stuff like that, which is crazy. It's super crazy. Yeah. So, um, you wanted to be a plant mom. Why did you want to be a plant mom? I I don't know why you put in words in my mouth. You did. You said <laughs> we should get plants. We should fill it up in the apartment. Yeah. So the more so, maybe having it as a plant family, <laughs> so we can equally share the responsibilities of taking care of our plant children. Um, I do feel like. The absence of nature in our house does not help with our breathing. Mm. So I was thinking of finding plants that are helpful with clearing the space and cleansing the space Mm. and allowing for us to breathe a little bit easier indoors. Mm. I do believe that um, plants kind of also open up your energy in a positive manner. We as humans need plants, right? So even if we're not in our olden days where we're surrounded by mm-hmm. nature or as close to nature as we need to, I think as humans, we still need that connection. I agree. You know, I think that um, we need to connect, period. Um, I forget who came up with the term, but have you ever heard of um, something called earthing? Please share it with me. So... It, you take your shoes off, you find some rich soil, 
and you just walk through the grass or, you know, just connect with the earth because, you know, we're people of the earth and there's certain energy that cycles through us and cycles through the earth. And a lot of us are missing that because we wear plastic on the bottom of our feet and it's, it's like disconnecting us, you know, you get some type of, I used to do it a lot, you know, just sit in the yard and then no shoes. I was about to say like, that's how, what used to calm me down. Mm -hmm. If I was stressed, I'd take my shoes off and like go in my parents' yard mm -hmm. and just stand there in the grass. And just stand there and, and, and take in the sun and breathe and, you know, um, yeah, earthing is, is very, is very beneficial for like mental health too. Indeed. And I, I also hope that when we get our house, like we have a yard where we can still plant mm -hmm. not only just regular plants, but also, you know, some vegetables. Yeah. What do you think about plant medicine? It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, yes, I unfortunately feel uneducated in this space when it comes to plant medicine, but it's something that I would love to learn about, like the herbs that are around us that we can help heal our bodies. It's cool to like easily go to CVS and get some Tylenol, but what if we really had have an opportunity to pay attention to the things that are within nature that could help us even faster yeah. and help us in the long run without providing like harsh side effects? Yeah, things that have been out here for thousands of years, if not millions of years, and a lot of um, shamans in South America who can just walk by a plant. You get bit by a mosquito, you just grab one, a plant. It'd be like, this yeah. is the plant that you need. But yeah, rub that. But yeah, I would love to do that now, considering that we have a child who is sick almost every other week. Mm. I want to find ways naturally that we can help aid his, not even, it's not even illness, but like, it's allergy. clear the cooties and allergies um, that affect his breathing. So if plants are really alive... And vegans don't eat living things. Don't even start. <laughs> and I knew where you'd taking this. I'm just saying, like... Well, there's that argument that plants don't have brains, but animals do. But nobody knows, like... Plants have to be intelligent. You have to be intelligent in order to know how to evolve defenses to not get eaten or you have to be intelligent to know which uh 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 area that the sun is coming in so you can reach for that area i agree with you i also believe that um <laughs> we all don't have answers and it's okay for us to make sacrifices in order to survive so to respond to your question, maybe that's, you know, yeah, maybe they are alive, but we have to eat. <laughs> and um, I don't think anyone should be judged for what they eat to survive. I know. I just think, I just thought it was funny if vegans don't eat things with, that's alive, you know. Plants are alive. Everything is alive, except for what? What's not alive? Everything is alive. 
If if it has atoms, it's alive. Or or used to be alive. No, if it has atoms, it's alive. Atoms vibrate at a specific frequency. My hand is vibrating <laughs> at a specific frequency. This table is vibrating at a specific like frequency. <laughs> So my hand doesn't go through. <laughs> now nah, this is science. Beat no, the science. <laughs> Beat the science. Atoms are made of 99.9% of nothing. And they vibrate in order to stay together. So everything is alive. Nothing is something. Dang. Mm, I like that. Nothing is something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we conclude. Yeah, we can conclude. In conclusion, the theory that plants are living conscious beings that communicate with each other in language we have yet to understand are fascinating and thought-provoking. While more research is needed to fully understand the nature of plant consciousness and communication, these theories challenges our assumptions about the natural world and our place within it. Thank you for listening to the, to today's episode. Um, we hope that you gain a greater appreciation for the complexity of plant life and the possibilities of communication among living organisms. Yep. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. I know this is a little bit shorter than what we usually do, but hey, it is what it is. Um, Give us a five-star rating on all podcasts and platforms. Or an honest rating. We we won't beg for that five-star, would we? I would. <laughs> but give us your opinion. Let us know what, you know, topics you would like to hear from us. And um, who knows? You could be selected for our prize as a thank you. Yeah, man. We're giving away some free giveaway merch. So, oh, yeah. And um, if you give us a rating, we'll, we'll shout you out on the platform. 